Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode 10. This is Happiness Created. I'm Cecilia. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about perfectionism. More specifically, the myth that happiness or satisfaction or feeling good in your life comes from being perfect. Maybe even the myth that being perfect is the route to happiness. You know, like happiness will come at the end of perfectionism. Perfectionism can show up in so many ways and like a lot of character traits. I'm using air quotes here. It's learned and it's entirely changeable, which is not something many of us believe. Most of us think that perfectionism is just something about us. It's an inherent trait. It's unchangeable. If we are a perfectionist, we will always be a perfectionist. I am living proof that you can change, and I've also worked with many people who have changed from their perfectionist tendencies, so I know that it's possible. And there are so many recovering perfectionists in the world. If you are interested in becoming one, and I think I'll make the case for why you should be interested through this episode, stick around. So being a perfectionist doesn't mean that you are perfect or that you do things perfectly, which is what most of us think it means. Perfectionism is more related to the thought and belief that you must be perfect. You must act perfectly. You must execute your life flawlessly to be happy, lovable, worthy, or even a good and acceptable person. I'm going to say that again because I think it's so important. And I think that perfectionism, we almost hold up as this good thing in life. Like being a perfectionist, working towards perfection is really good. And it's something that's achievable. But perfectionism is not about you doing things perfectly or being perfect. It's about the thought that you have to be perfect to be good in life, to have a good life, or to be a worthy or lovable person. And this is something a lot of us believe, that if we're not perfect, we won't be lovable. If we're not perfect, we won't be acceptable. If we're not perfect, we can't have a good life. Because being perfect... Doing something perfectly is objectively impossible. I'm going to say that again too, right? So, so many of us believe that we have to be perfect, but being perfect, doing something perfectly is objectively impossible. There's no universal standard of perfect or even right in the world. Those are concepts we're taught and that are held up by society. And there's something that we learn throughout our childhood and young adulthood that there is a good way to act. And then some of us, we take this a step further, usually because we're taught this way, that if we don't act perfectly, we are not lovable. If we don't act in a right way, we won't be accepted. Or if we don't act in a right way, we'll be beat up, we'll be bullied, something bad will happen. Happiness doesn't come from perfection. I've seen zero cases of a perfectionist getting to the end of their list and feeling the happiness that we're talking about here, that eudaimonic, contented, well-being happiness. If you are a perfectionist, you might remember like the relief you feel at doing something or turning something in that you feel is perfect enough. 
even though oftentimes we just beat ourselves up because we know that we could have done something better or we go over a conversation over and over thinking of what we could have said to make it perfect. But perfectionists don't get to the end and feel happy. They get to the end and they might feel that relief like I just said, but that relief is super short-lived because there's always something more to do. There's always something else that we can be perfect at when we're in the loop. So we never get to the end of it. There is no end of the perfectionist race. It just keeps going and going and going. It's like the ultra marathon with no end. If you consider yourself a perfectionist, you're likely in the trap of feeling a lot of pressure to perform and accomplish combined with the anxiety of not performing or accomplishing up to your or someone else's standards mixed in with a lot of self-loathing and some judgment. There's also probably some judgment for other people who aren't you because they're not performing exactly to your standards. So you might look around a lot and think like, well, that person's not acting right. They're not doing things how they're supposed to be doing them. Don't they know that there is a perfect way to be? There is a perfect way to do. And if we were all just perfect, because this is the underlying thought, if we were all perfect, then we could all be happy. Then we could all live in harmony. Then we could all just live in this bliss, right? That we could all have these perfect circumstances and then we could rest easy. Perfectionism can look like a lot of different things, but here are some examples. It can look like spending a lot of time and effort in the planning phase, along with the procrastination and executing, because your brain knows that perfect isn't attainable and your brain is trying to keep you safe. It knows that you can't be perfect, because what is perfect again? And so it keeps you in the planning phase. It gets you to step number 82 and tells you things will fall apart there. So it's not even worth starting with step one. Perfectionism can also look like keeping yourself really small, only doing the things that you already know that you can be good at ahead of time so that you can be perceived as perfect, so that people can see you as perfect. Perfectionism can look like sacrificing your health and your own desires to perform in another area perfectly. So for instance, you want to appear like the perfect parent, so you stay up until 3 a.m. baking the perfect cupcakes for the bake sale, even though you don't even really like baking and you have a big thing at work tomorrow that is important. You don't get sleep. Or maybe you don't even have anything tomorrow, but you're just sacrificing your sleep to bake these cupcakes. Perfectionism can look like feeling like you're unlovable and unworthy if someone sees your humanness, the fact that you left your dirty clothing on the floor of the bathroom this morning. Perfectionism can look like having standards that are always, always higher, so that no matter how clean your house is, it can always be cleaner. Telling yourself that when you do meet your standards, that you will be happy, even though those standards are always changing. So when your house is clean enough or big enough, that when you have the perfect wardrobe or that you're that thin, when your kids are that well-behaved, you can and will be happy. So perfectionism is this thing that you're always chasing, but you can never attain, and happiness or contentment, that good life is just on the other side of perfectionism. You're here in perfectionist land because at some point in your past, you were taught that you needed to be perfect or at least less messy to be worthy and human. You were taught that performing and achieving equated to goodness. You were taught that what you did or how you did it was more important than who you are. And this could come from society. It could come from parents or caregivers. It could come from teachers. It can come from a lot of different places, but it's something that you were taught. It's not inherent in you. There's no inherent need to be perfect. You just need to look at a two-year-old or maybe a one-year-old who's learning to walk to know that. They're not trying to be perfect. They're just trying. So perfectionism is something that you learned because if you weren't perfect, you were afraid of what would happen, what might be said to you. And so it became ingrained in your primitive brain that not being perfect was something dangerous. 
as far as I know, perfectionism isn't a gene that's passed down. It's the set of beliefs and behaviors that we adopt. A lot of us stay in perfectionism because we're afraid of what will happen if we step out of it. We're afraid of what it will mean about us, that you're human, that the world or our world will come crashing down if we're not perfect, if they're not everything to everyone at a really high level. But deep down, you probably just want to be you. You might just want to be happy or not have to stay up all night working on those cupcakes. You probably want to set some of those boundaries everyone is talking about so that you don't have to stay up till 3 a.m. making cupcakes. You probably want to know that you're lovable and worthy for just being, not for something you've done, or not for something that you've achieved, or not for something that you've done to a certain level, or not because your house is big enough or clean enough, that you have the perfect outfit. And the most amazing news is that this is entirely possible, and that happiness and self-acceptance are just on the other side of this work, of working on your mindset, working on your emotional well-being. So happiness doesn't come, or changing from perfectionism, doesn't come from self-flagellation or judgment. I'm not sure if I said that right, but I tried. (laughs) It doesn't come from shaming yourself or not being the best version of yourself or the version of yourself that you think you're supposed to be. So it doesn't come from judgment and shaming. It doesn't come from beating yourself up. This change from perfectionism. This change from perfectionism also doesn't come from judging your perfectionist tendencies or making them wrong. After all, you did adopt them to survive and to get your needs met. So we should maybe even thank your perfectionist tendencies for getting you where you are, for helping you survive this long. Because you were taught that perfectionism was the path to happiness and to a good life. This was something you learned, after all, remember? It's something you picked up at some point earlier in your life. Changing perfectionism doesn't come from an elaborate action plan of doing things imperfectly either. And because none of these strategies address your brain, your nervous system, or your beliefs, they don't really work. They sail right past those. They even maybe like wave them off along the way. In order to let go of perfectionism, you first have to accept the perfectionism. Drop your resistance to it. Drop thinking it's a bad thing, which oftentimes isn't that hard for perfectionists to do. Often we do hold it up as something that's okay. But accepting that you are a perfectionist, that this is something that's part of you, and maybe even that you want to change it if you do want to change it. And then you need to address your nervous system, the state of your nervous system and the state of your beliefs that are underlying it. What I'm talking about here is the emotions that you think you'll feel when you aren't perfect. You need to think about and care for your nervous system because your reaction, this fear that you have of not being perfect, is something real inside of you. That's sort of what I mean by accepting it. So you say, this is so human of me to be afraid of not being perfect. You have to accept and consider what you'll make it mean when you're not perfect. Will you make it mean that you're a failure? Will you make it mean that you're not a good person? Will you make it mean that you're not lovable? You need to really get curious about those different parts of it and be there for your nervous system to say it's safe. It's safe to be imperfect. Are you afraid of what others will think, which is really just what you will think about when you set a boundary or let go of an obligation. So this whole process takes building self-awareness, recognizing the beliefs and the stories around perfectionism, building the way to be with your nervous system, like a breathing, mindful walking, guided meditation practice, knitting or basketball are also really powerful. So it takes those two things, you know, being there for your nervous system, building self-awareness. It takes creating safety and sufficiency in your beliefs and in your body from your own brain. This is what I was just talking about, about telling yourself you are safe. It's okay to feel these feelings. It also takes courage to let go of the belief systems that are no longer serving you, of recognizing that perfectionism isn't something that's working in your life if it's not working. 
and wanting to try something different. It takes courage to make a change. Change is something that your brain doesn't want to do, but if you do it, there's something on the other side. These all work because they work with you and your brain rather than against you and your brain. This strategy works to find the root cause of perfectionism and compassionately starting the work there rather than creating a new perfectionist plan to cure your perfectionism, which again is just continuing this loop. And I can hear you, but if I stop doing all the things and doing them perfectly, if I stop crafting and creating master plans, everything will fall apart. The whole world will fall apart. Everyone will know I'm human. I won't have any value. I'll be lost. I'll be floundering. At least with perfectionism, you have a familiar raft. But that's not what will happen if you start to do this work. You might feel initially ungrounded because this is a change and change can be scary. But ultimately, if you do this work, you'll end up feeling more like you and you won't have the weight of perfectionism in your backpack anymore. You can still perform to a high standard. You can still get that degree or make those cupcakes, but you'll be choosing to do it because it's in alignment with what you want rather than a should from the outside. You won't be afraid of what will happen if you don't do it. You'll be excited for what you'll get if you do it, what it will create for you, why you want to do it rather than what someone else may think. It will be a choice. And you'll know that if you do stumble in the baking process, that it doesn't mean anything bad about you. Perfect cupcakes or not, you'll have confidence and groundedness in yourself if you start to dismantle the perfectionism, which is the seed from which lasting happiness grows. You don't need to be perfect to be happy. You need to be you in your humanness and build the emotional resilience to feel the different human emotions of this life without making them mean anything bad or good about you. And remember that happiness comes from within, not from without. There's no amount of perfect behavior that someone else will recognize that will make you feel happy. If perfectionism is part of your life and you prefer that it not be, start by acknowledging that it is a habit you picked up. And it's such a human habit. You did this to help you to survive. When you find yourself in a place when perfectionism is starting to take over, pause and ask, what am I afraid to feel? Or what am I afraid will happen if I'm not perfect in this moment, in this act? What am I afraid other people might think? Which again is really what am I afraid I might think if I'm not perfect in this moment? How can I feel these feelings right now and still be okay? This is a practice. Changing habits and beliefs can take time. Learning to feel feelings can take time. Starting with one small question can change everything in the long run. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'll see you next time. And good luck dismantling the perfectionism. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B, Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K.com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.